revenge of the trail of tears parlay they will get their revenge and we will get our money let's go i guess you didn't have monday off huh welcome to the gambling pod with no name All right, a little week seven. We'll give a little recap of week six. T with a electric week, six and two. The guy is hot. He's finally positive. We got a positive person on our podcast. 24, 21, and two on the season. Three and three on his best bet parlays on the year. JJ with a four and four record last week. There you go. Yeah, uh, four and four. Uh, don't discount that fourteen to one Norlander uh, because that would probably make it eighteen and four. Let's just let's just turn a blind eye to that. Uh, I've been hot. I've been hot, regardless of the of the what the statistics say. I've been hot, and uh, you know, if you buy the points, that record goes up a little bit too. Yeah, Norlander almost did it. That would have been a. a- a huge story for the podcast. And we would have probably had some upset listeners who didn't get the the uh, pick in in time because we record on <laughs> Wednesday night. But that's okay. Well, what you going to do? Yeah. The statistics do back me. I mean, 24, 21, and 2, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, what eleven and five in my last two weeks too? Got the parlay down. A couple bad beats too. I really thought Mizzou was going to win. I felt like they should have, and then just a bad read on the under on Kentucky Georgia. But seeing the board well, not really doing any research anymore. Just trusting the gut, and it's treating me well. Famous last words. Also, to JJ's credit, he has saved my football season with the Norlander bets. I'm finally positive in the DraftKings account. No free ads. Let's go. How's your house looking- doing, JJ? So uh, we have to put the house back on the market, but uh, <laughs> we still got a couple of them to spare. There is three house plays this week. Oh, three my. of them. We are going balls to the walls with the house bets this week. Stay tuned. Uh, we don't have Alabama on our card this week, but I was very impressed with Milrow and them. So um, they, I still think they got a chance to get into the playoff. Yeah. Milrow's your basic Kirk Cousins with a little bit more mobility. Uh, not going to do anything too great. Not going to really uh, lose a game unless it's in prime time like the Texas game was. Uh, Kirk Cousins equals Milrow. What a god-awful comparison. (laughs) (laughs) Milrow cannot check down to save his life. All Kirk Cousins does is check down. Milrow throws the deep ball like God himself. That's that's what he he does that special. And he does the little things horribly. Just a terrible comparison. I was really just referring to the fact that they won't ever do anything with their careers. Uh, that is, uh, doesn't, that was that really the only comparison, not the player itself, just the person. Got it. Thank you for the clarification. Cole, right. for you. 
Yeah, let me uh, finish up the recap, if you don't mind. JJ, 19-26-2 on the year, 4-2 and two on his best bet parlays. Myself, 3-5 and five last week, 20-26-1 total, one above JJ, suck it. And 2-4 and four on my parlay oh. best bets. 2-0 in golf. 2-0 in golf. 2-0 in What? That's hard You're, to do. Our parlay would have hit. Louisiana Tech lost by one point. Yeah, I saw that. But I hit two upset alerts, so. Yeah, not a team player, but yeah, agreed. Pretty crazy that Jacksonville State ended up winning that game. What a roller coaster. Absolute roller coaster. JJ's parlay of the week lost. His house lost on A and M as well on that one. So that's what T was referring to. If you're a first time listener, pack your bags, Jimbo. Pack them. Yeah, every other leg hit on that, right? Yes, yes. Very unfortunate. We, should, you know, when you get when you have so many units in on the golf, you can be a little bit frisky with those best bets. And I try to give the people what they want. They don't want these even parlays. We want to get a little value. That's what I tried to do there. Uh, didn't work out this time, but we'll get it back. We got a good one today. Well, let's talk about it. Starting about off, it. IU at Michigan. Michigan's a 33-point favorite. T, I just adjusted that line. I saw it was a half point over, so I adjusted it. Over under 45. What do you like here, T? You're in your Hoosiers gears, so I assume you're leaning in Tom Allen. Hoosiers basketball gear. Uh, the football season's over. We got some big recruits committing soon to the basketball team. So it's officially basketball season in Bloomington, in Michigan. This is one where we might look at an alternate minus 42, minus 49. Hoosiers finally got rid of JJ's favorite guy, Walt Bell. So you could see a little fight there, but the talent discrepancy is way too big. Jalen Lucas, love Jalen Lucas, said that they have the same amount of talent as Michigan. So then they're now motivating Michigan. Allen's done. I mean, we saw the fight song. We saw it. They've quit. Uh, So, yeah, Michigan minus 33. Also kind of like the under because I could see it being 42-0. You may not score. This is one you just try and get Jackson out of the game a lot. Yeah, I don't. I disagree. Uh, bye week coming off a of bye week here. Uh, you mentioned the big recruits coming in. Uh, how about the big recruit from uh, for IU coming in here? Where the court they just got one of the best players they've ever gotten, a top cornerback. Uh, Allen's back. Allen is back. He's off of a bye week. Uh, you're right, uh, Taven Jackson. Uh, they're going to try to make sure that he's alive and he will be alive because he's not going to see the damn field. Uh, Soresby is going to start this game and they are going to keep it within, uh, 33. It was at, at 34. You see the Sharps are already bringing it down to 33. I think that, uh, IU, uh, keeps it within 35 and probably is going to be a 31 point game. Uh, I'll probably buy it up to 35 and a half just in case Tuttle tries to get his little revenge game in here and gets a little uh, backdoor cover uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. But, no, are you going with the Hoosiers off of a bye week? Uh, I, I like the Hoosiers here. Who are your sources on Soresby? Uh, my sources are uh, Mr. Allen himself. Me and him had a uh, pregame uh, meal over at Yogi's Bar and Grill. He came over. 
And I just whispered in his ear on the way out. He does a talk show. Every, I said, hey, Soresby or Taven? Soresby or Taven? And he goes, uh, Soresby, 100%. So I trust that to be uh, real and uh, can't look back now. So the opposite of his press conference this week where he said Taven Jackson is still the starter. He's throwing curveballs at the Michigan <laughs> Wolverines. Throwing curveballs. They're going to be Got playing it. for this dual-threat quarterback, and then they get Soresby. <laughs> I think Soresby's faster. <laughs> he is. He absolutely is. Okay, got it. Cole, we say up nice. Who are you thinking here? Yeah, I'm just going to fade UT. I, I just don't see how you stay this hot for this long. I'm going IU. A lot of points. I'll ride the Sharps and uh, Mr. JJ's inside scoop. Yes. And you know what? Vegas finally got wise. They started putting the, the spread above... 20 for the Michigan. Completely disrespected. Michigan is head and shoulders above everybody in the whole entire NCAA except for the Sooners. Just a reminder, he's betting on IU after that. They beat Minnesota yeah. by 42 at Minnesota. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> James Hardy, RIP. Oh Marlo Belcher. All right, second game of the week, Iowa at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a 10-point favorite, over under 35. I don't even know how those numbers align like that. What are they thinking the final score is going to be? 24-10. Brutal. Seems like a good, good spot for you to take the over. You know what? I was close on both my over calls last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the over-under is 39, you're going to be close. Well, I also had over in A&M, and I think I lost by like a point there. Half a point. That was a tough one. Screw it. I'm not even going to ask these two what they're doing. I'm going over 35. You just talked me into it. (laughs) Over 35 on my card. I had Wisconsin minus 10, but over 35 official pick. That's a great pick and a great way to avoid a loss because I'm taking the Iowa Hawkeyes. You decided the Iowa Hawkeyes, what they're known for, they're known for corn, tight ends, and the corn crusher. Okay, and that's the way we're leaning in this game. We are going Iowa 10.5. We think they keep it close, uh, close enough to uh, win, maybe even kind of win this game. This is for the Big Ten West. Just know that. And this is a uh, huge game for the right to get slaughtered by Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. But we will take the Hawkeyes here in this spot. I love it when JJ says something smart. I'm also on the Hawkeyes. Too many points here. Uh, Deacon Hill did not look good against the Boilermakers last week. Didn't matter. They got their running back back. They're going to be able to run it a little bit against Wisconsin, and they're going to keep this close. The defense is phenomenal. Wisconsin's offense is going to struggle. Just too many points for Iowa to be underdogs on. Can't wait for the over to hit. I'm going to keep betting Iowa overs until they hit, actually. All right. Third game of the week. Maybe the biggest game of the week. A lot of implications here. Oregon at Washington. Washington's a three-point favorite over under 67. That's a lot of points, but these teams can put it up. T, what do you like here? Bonex, Bonex for Heisman. Uh, I am on Oregon plus three here. 
I think they're just the better team. Um, I think that it could be a very close game. It should be a very close game. Um, I just think Oregon's the better team on the front line, and they're going to end up getting it done against Washington. I'll just take the points because I think they're very equal. So I'll take Bo Nix over Penix. Also have a future on Bo Nix Heisman, so we'll be a double whammy if they win. There's one thing I know is that uh, Washington has two Hoosiers that got away. Two Hoosiers that got away. Michael Penix and DeBoer. This is uh, one of my favorite plays of the week. This is the first house play of the week. We are going the Washington Huskies to freaking destroy, destroy the Oregon Ducks. You don't need to take... Uh, three, you could take six and a half. You could take whatever you want. They will beat them by multiple possessions in this game. This is one you will not have to sweat it out. We're talking like this is the game of the week. It won't be the game of the week at halftime because Washington will be up so much. Okay, Michael Penix is going to throw it way down the field. He's got an actual offensive line that can actually block for him. And DeBoer is the coach that got away. The coach that got away from the Hoosiers, he is killing it at Washington. Washington is a very uh, big sleeper pick to not only make the playoffs, but to get to the championship game. I like them uh, as a sneaky sleeper pick to get to the championship game. We're all on the Huskies. Uh, Go ahead and and, uh, put your house on it. Yeah, I'm liking what you're saying, JJ. Bo Nix is a different player away from his home. And I'm going to ride with it. I'm also going to put my house on this bet. I haven't put a house yet up for a bet, even though I still live at home. I'm going to put my house on it, my mom's house, actually. But uh, we'll ride with Washington, minus three. Suck it, T. Full full disclaimer here. I am going to, uh, for the house, because I know this matters to you guys, and obviously this won't count for my record because of all the uh, stupid stuff we have to go through here. Uh, but uh, I'm going to parlay this with Alabama money line, uh, two money lines there. That just that's very very smart this week when you're dealing with a lot of three point spreads. Uh, take the money line and then just pick it with an easy winner, uh, like Alabama this week, and then uh, you can take the money line. You don't have to worry about the points. That's what I'm doing with Washington with my house. Uh, so that's what I advise you to do as well. Milra. Is that what you Milra. came off mute to say? Well, no, I, I kind of lost my train of thought after that uh, ramble session there. Uh, but I think it was more so I was about to say you took the joke right out of my mouth when you uh, owned up to living in your mother's house. Yep, my mom's house is on the line officially this weekend. Love it. Also, I'm starting to catch remnants of Lee Corso every time JJ talks. Uh, Lee Corso is a little more mentally stable. Agreed. (laughs) But I like that comparison. Thanks, that's what I'm here for. The greatest host on this show. Fourth game of the week, we got Texas A&M at Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee is a three-point favorite over under 55. T, I'll start with you here. Yeah, you know I hate Milton, but uh, I'm going with the Vols here because of the spot. They are coming off a bye. Texas A&M coming off a tough game at home against Alabama. So I am on Tennessee minus three. 
don't love it, but I, I do think because of the spot, tough place to play. They haven't lost at home yet. They'll be able to get it done against Texas A&M, who's going to be, like JJ said, quitting on Jimbo here before too long. Go ahead and get your pontoon. Get your pontoon and put it for sale because we are all over these balls. We're going to be singing Rocky Top all night long. They are unstoppable at home. Uh, surely, surely they won't have any problem with Texas A&M. Jimbo is a joke. He is the most overpaid college football coach in the country. You could see he couldn't even manage Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was all in his head at Florida State. And now he doesn't have any quarterback whatsoever at Texas A&M. Uh, Max Johnson... He's awful. Uh, I was I put so much stock in him last week just to fall, let him fall flat on his face. Brad Johnson, a former Super Bowl winner, you should be freaking ashamed of your son. Ashamed of your son. He will have another terrible game. We'll turn probably turn the ball over at least two to three times. Vols will win easy, uh, and then you can have a nice little relaxing fall break trip on any lake that's near you, especially if you're in Minnesota. I think part of it was Warren Sapton's show before the game, like you said he was. Yeah, he was trying to give uh, Mario Cristobal a word of wisdom, which clearly he didn't use. He told him to knee the ball, but he didn't listen either. So uh, Warren Sapp went to back to his alma mater, uh, tried to give in uh, Cristobal's ear, and it didn't work. I'll get to it later, but I hate Mario. Two bad coaches. Over 55, book it. This is the game that Joe Milton gets benched, and Tennessee goes off. What you think about that? Pontoon, make sure you parlay that with an easy winner. Florida State, parlay that one. There you go. I struggle with the thought process, but I, I like the overpick, but you're saying they're going to struggle offensively to start, and Milton's going to get benched in the overstoke. Yep. Two pick ahead. sixes. Two pick sixes. Okay. A&M's up 14-0. And then it's Nico time. All right. Yeah, it's the guy with the last name that I can't pronounce. Uh, rumor has it Morgan Wallen will be singing at the halftime show. <laughs> Peyton Manning. All right, for our fifth game of the week, we got Mizzou at Kentucky. Kentucky minus two and a half point favorites. Over under fifty one and a half. We got burned by Kentucky last week. What do you think, T? Yeah, Mizzou also, we we got burned there. I know, I don't think any of us took it on the show, but that was an all-time bad beat, them not covering. Actually, I think JJ took it. Um, So I'm I'm a little upset with them. And if I know Mizzou, this is a classic spot where their season just goes off the rails fast. All the hype was there. It looked like they were going to win. Then they lost. And now it's six and six times. So Kentucky coming off that embarrassment at Georgia, I think they're going to be fired up and they're going to take care of business here pretty easily against Mizzou. I do kind of like the over as well because Mizzou can't stop the run. Kentucky can run it and Mizzou can definitely score. Yeah. My fraud alert is pinging, pinging like no other. I've got the fraud alert pinging. I've just looked at Missouri's games. If you look, take a look at their schedule. They struggle versus Middle Tennessee State. They had to win versus Kansas State, who actually is not that good anymore, we found out. On a 60-yard field goal, they've beaten Memphis and they've beaten Vanderbilt. They freaking suck. They haven't played anybody. They uh, were competitive versus LSU. We don't even know if LSU is any good. Uh, Kentucky's 
legit. Kentucky's legit. Anybody can get embarrassed by Georgia. That's going to happen, especially in the hedges. Uh, we like Kentucky here. Line is way too uh, low. It's two and a half, right? Yeah, if it's two and a half, that means that on a neutral field, Missouri would be uh, favored. That's just completely wrong by Vegas. Uh, they really messed up this line, and we're going to take advantage of it. Give me the cats. I also was disheartened. I missed mentioned it on the last episode. Luther Burden has his own bag of chips in Columbia. For a normal bag of chips, it's thirty-three bucks. You got to be kidding me! I mean, think about the families, Luther. He's trying, to think, he's trying to think of his family. Maybe he's trying to do that. Respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. Uh, Luther. I respect it, I guess, but I, I think he'll be making plenty of money after next year. Yeah, I never heard of the guy. He freaking sucks. He had like 200 yards receiving against LSU. So did Justin Blackman. How'd that work out for him? Yeah. He's the odds-on favorite for the Blitnikoff now. I'll take Keen Coleman over that clown any day. That kid's a clown. Doesn't even go to class. You think Keon Coleman does? Yes, he's a scholar and a gentleman. And he get and he gets tutties. I'm gonna look up his GPA after this. Okay. You can you can tell that I don't or haven't done any research this week because I'm taking all the overs. Over fifty one and a half. Book it for me. No good okay. reason. Other than it's what been T listed. For you. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah. This is my flu game anyways. Hope you feel better. Thanks, man. Sixth game of the week, we got USC at Notre Dame. Notre Dame, three-point favorites, over-under 60.5. Did you guys see the video of USC practicing for rain? Yes. What a joke. No, I didn't, actually. Getting a little, like, uh, what is that? That thing had to be, like, uh, something you spray weeds with, right? They're trying to trying to simulate the rain that's going to be in South Bend on Saturday by having a, uh, a weed sprayer shooting it up while they're uh, returning punts. And the USC players were still dropping it. It was the most uh, absurd thing, and they, they decided to post that on the internet. Like that was going to be give them some advantage. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Hope it rains. Yeah, we'll see. JJ, I'll start this uh, this bet off with you. Then we'll go well, to Mr. We, T. That's perfect segue, and we know it's going to be raining. It's going to be raining freaking money because this is our third house bet of the week. We've already put out house. Let's go, let's make sure we get our RV back. Let's get our RV back here. We're going Notre Dame minus two and a half. The rain is coming. It's going to be money, and it's going to be raining in general. Uh, Notre Dame bounce back game here. They, this has got to be a must win. This is a freaking must win. Everybody, uh, that crowd will be so freaking hyped. Uh, the biggest fraud in college football, Lincoln Riley hired his good buddy, Alex Grinch. How's that worked out for you, Lincoln? You freaking suck. Oklahoma has 10 times better without you. This show is all about the grass is not always greener. And the grass is not always greener in L.A. with those freaking hippies out there. It's all about the Notre Dame uh, fighting Irish this week, minus two and a half. I'm with them. I'm with J.J. I think there's just a big uh, overcorrection here with Notre Dame because they lost last week. And 
um, have been struggling a little bit, but USC has, they're on my fraud alert. Like JJ said, uh, they have not been able to handle anybody, even that Colorado game. It looked like they were going to dominate. They got it back. Arizona last week, they almost lost, probably should have lost. So I think Notre Dame's going to be able to handle themselves here. Might actually get some pressure on Caleb Williams. And I, I like that. I think this is my favorite bet of the week as well. Remember when you guys laughed at me for saying that they were going to go under 10 wins? USC? Yeah, they're going to go under 10 wins. Whoa. Well, they're undefeated, so I want to be like... I never never laughed at that because Lincoln Riley is a freaking loser. He's a loser. They almost just lost to Arizona, and have you seen the rest of their schedule? Yeah. All comes down to that Washington game, I guess. Because they're losing at Oregon. That you can bet your ass on. Yep. Over 60 and a half for me. Keep it rolling. I want to bet Notre Dame, but we can't all be on the same same side on that one. And you're an Irish hater. I am an Irish hater. Hey, Lincoln, have you heard of a defense? You freaking idiot. I hope USC wins. Even though I got my freaking RV, I hope USC wins out and they face Oklahoma in the playoff and then they just freaking get beat down like crazy. Style. Oh. <laughs> bleep that. Bleep that, Cole. God. I'll bleep it. That was a Next good one, game. JJ. <laughs> All right. On to Mr. Mario at UNC. North Carolina, three-and-a-half-point favorites, over-under 58. UNC having a sneaky good year right now. Who do you like, T? Yeah, speaking of beatdowns, Cristobal needs to be beat down. I am shocked. It hasn't happened already, actually. But that was one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. Had them in a late-night parlay there to really wrap up a nice betting day for myself. And it just really left a sour taste in my mouth and took it over into Sunday and kind of ruined my NFL Sunday as well. Uh, I still am a little worried about UNC here because they haven't played a ton of great teams. So I am taking the over, though. The one thing that is for sure is Miami's quarterback is very good. And so is North Carolina's quarterback. This is one of the best quarterback matchups of of the year. So I am over 58 here with the Drake May versus Van Dyke Bowl here. Screw Cristobal, though. That was bullshit. Yeah, I think uh, I think just like uh, Lincoln Riley, uh, Oregon and Oklahoma are in much better places after their supposed saviors uh, left them. Uh, Oklahoma's in a much better place now that Lincoln Riley's gone. Oregon's in a much better place now that Cristobal is gone. Uh, and you know what's not in a better place? Freaking Texas. As soon as they got rid of Mac Brown, they have freaking been awful and they will continue to stay awful. The curse of Mac Brown. I'm taking USC minus three and a half. I'm very, very tempted to make this a house play. We're not making it a house play, but as close to you can get. Maybe, maybe this will be like a, a Louis v, a Louis V bag play for your all your uh, your girls out there. A Louis V get her a Louis V bag on this play. Uh, we're taking North Carolina. They are humming right now. I think Drake May is the best quarterback in college football. Better than Williams. Better than uh, Shadur. Uh, the only person that he may not be better than is Dylan Gabriel because that guy is a freaking G. Great segue. 
I'm going UNC minus three and a half. If they cover, Jenny, I'll get you a Louis V bag. Boom. Shout out, Jenny. All right, on to our final game of the week. UCLA at Oregon State. Oregon State's a three and a half point favorite over under 54. T, now it's time for your apologies on Dante Moore and the slander that you were giving me on Saturday saying that he sucked when Cam Ward decided to cough up his lungs and suck a bunch of cock. Whoa, whoa. Okay, let's look at Dante Moore's stat line here. Pulling it up, sorry. True Uh, freshman. 50% completion rate. 290 yards. That's pretty good. One touchdown, two interceptions. He's a, he's a dual threat guy. So let's look at his dual threat rushing yards, negative 25 yards rushing. The week before that, I didn't know this. He had negative 51 yards rushing. Now pull up Cam Ward stats. They count knees into that. So that's a little skewed. (laughs) Cam Ward. Okay. Got Cam Ward up here. He had a bad game, I will say that, but uh, pretty similar. 19-39, 197 yards, passing one touchdown, two interceptions, and seven carries for negative 12 yards. Yep, Dante Moore is the better quarterback. You know what, I'm just going to give you the pick. UCLA's defense is rock solid. UCLA plus three and a half. I like uh, UCLA's defense, so I, I agree with that part. But something J.J. said last week really stuck with me, and it's that these Pac-12 teams cannot win on the road. And this is a perfect example of that spot where neutral site, I could probably give the edge to UCLA, but something fishy's going on here, and I think Oregon State's going to win. And I don't love the minus three-and-a-half line, but I'm going to take Oregon State over uh, Dante Moore. I, I can't watch him play football anymore. I hate to rebuttal that uh... – that fact that you just threw out, giving me a little bit of compliment, but you could see a man doesn't actually believe that. If he's going to take Bo Nix and Oregon on the road in the Pac-12 versus Washington, if he's going to fade the trend in one way, he can't take the trend in another. Since we took Washington, we can take the trend of Oregon State, and that's exactly what we will do. We're taking all home Pac-12 games because they can't win on the road. T doesn't believe it. Because he took the Ducks. So just know that he's not fully confident. I am fully confident in that pick, though. I'm taking the same way. The Ducks travel well. That'll be a, that'll be a 50-50 game up there. He did kind of get you there, T. Yeah, I know. But I believe. Penix. Found Nate, Robinson. Nate Robinson. Mark Helfoltz. What another bum. How many bums are we going to mention on this freaking podcast? All right. On to Upset Alert, my favorite segment. The only segment that I actually am doing all right at. Yeah. Hit two last week. No big deal. All right, T, what do you got for us? Yeah, and I actually struggled pretty hard to find one this week. Uh, So I'm on BYU plus 185 over TCU. TCU is continuing to struggle. They lost badly to Iowa State last week um but I once again this is probably my least favorite pick of the week so but I found one BYU plus 185 I'm going with a a little bit of a juicy one here um we talked about it earlier in the segment I like them to cover I also like them to grind it out just freaking grind it out 
like you're at a high school dance. We're talking about the Hawkeyes of Iowa City. Great place to stay. It's not in Iowa City, though. We're taking the Iowa Hawkeyes on the road to get ahead of the game and be in the Big Ten West. We're going Iowa money line. Plus 295. Was just about to ask. I've got another two-burger for everybody this week. Memphis plus 164 versus Tulane. Wyoming plus 320 versus Air Force. That game is going to be a grinder game. The fact that Air Force is favored by 10.5 points, I like them plus 10.5. There's no way that's right. I'm sorry. I, I hate to interject, but there's just no way Wyoming is. is that's what I'm saying. That's Thank truly. you. I actually like the Falcons. The Falcons is the play here. Is uh, that actually true? That's yes. true. Isn't Wyoming like ranked? No, they have been ranked since Josh Allen. They're putting together a good season. They are putting together a good season. Classic letdown spot. Uh, don't take Cole's pick here. Take the Falcons minus ten and a half. What is going? Oh, Air Force is good. Yes, they're freaking real. Ten and a half uh, points, though. Come on. Well, you're you're picking them to win, but yeah, wow. Well, I'm saying upset alert. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's closer to a pick 'em. I like the plus ten and a half more, but since I have to do the money line, take it plus three twenty. Just a little sprinkle. Hope it hits. Wow. There's a, there's a probably good chance that these Air Force Falcons could beat the Atlanta Falcons. Just to let you know, that's how good they freaking are. Wow. Yeah, we'll see you in a week. Rush San Diego State. Learn something here. Good pick, Cole. Yeah, I mean, you were shocked, right? I I thought you were dead wrong. I thought you misread the line. That's crazy. Well, if it doesn't make sense, you bet the opposite side. I wish I had a statistic on how many times you've said that and how many times you've been wrong or right. I think just based off looking at his record, he was most likely wrong the majority of the time. Yeah, those 32 units are coming up pretty big in golf. I know that. <laughs> so sick of hearing about that. Little sneak peek. We got a golf segment coming up. All right, on to our best bet parlay. We have not hit this season. We were really close last week. Maybe we can get it over the edge this week. T, I'll start with you, JJ, then myself, because I still have to think about what I'm going to pick. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I'm going back to the well here. Ohio State minus 19 and a half. Uh, just keep betting against the Boilers. They can't cover to save their lives. Um, Ohio State, I think they figured something out in the second half last week. Obviously, Purdue's defense isn't going to test them much. I think they're going to go in, and I don't think there's any thought of them overlooking Purdue just because the last time they were in Ross-Aid, they got their asses beat. So I think Ohio State's going to get them pretty good here. Ryan Walters. Great body, but he continues to struggle. It was tough to watch him last week, and I think Ohio State wins here easy. I'm going. Uh, I'm going real simple. Uh, Texas Tech money line. Kansas State stinks. Uh, just an easy Red Raider play right there. Uh, you know who else stinks? Graham Harrell. Speaking of Red Raiders, so that also goes along with uh, T's pick. Uh, we will take the Red Raiders. Was that money line or? 
Yeah, money line. It's minus one and a half. No reason to worry about that one and a half because I could see the Red Raiders going for too late and winning. Right on. I'm going to uh, crowdsource this pick. I have two, and I want to hear what you two think. Fresno minus four against Utah State, who absolutely sucks. Or Ohio. You cut, you cut out. You cut out. All right. Well, I'm crowdsourcing this one. Okay. Fresno minus four against Utah State, who absolutely stinks. Or Ohio minus six and a half versus Northern Illinois. What do you think? Give me a second here. Pull up my research. Ooh. I'm going Fresno State. All right, that works for me. Utah State absolutely sucks. So, yeah, better on the side. Wyoming last week, um, so I think they'll be fired up. Ohio minus six and a half is a good bet for any of the people still looking for more. All right, on to everybody's favorite segment. Well, maybe second favorite segment. JJ's parlay of the week. Let's hear what kind of concoction this guy has for us. All right, we've got a real big doozy for you here. This is the Revenge of the Trail of Tears Parlay. Revenge of the Trail of Tears Parlay. We are going, first off, we are back to Thursday night action. We got the Kansas City Chiefs, money line versus the Broncos. The Broncos think they need to bring back Hackett. They won't. Uh, so we're going to go with them first. Also, on Thursday night, we got a doubleheader. We are going with the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, to even the series up, two to two, get a little cross-sport action. Yes, we do it all here. And then finally on Saturday, you're just going to have to sit and and relax and watch the money come on in because we're going the Florida State Seminoles. All chance will be going. Everyone will be going, oh, Revenge of the Trail of Tears parlay. They will get their revenge, and we will get our money. Let's go. I guess you didn't have Monday off, huh? No. (laughs) Me neither. Sounds like you needed the day off to get a little educated. We're revenging. We're not with the Trail of Tears. We're revenging it. It's okay. We're on their side. Uh, I almost took the Giants, too, to protest because they play the Commanders, but I thought that was a little risky. So, Yeah, I would not take that. I think it's a good one. I bet we could probably trademark that. Revenge of uh, the Trail of Tears. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, keep me off that. That's trip. plus 110, by the way, folks. Plus 110. We are going three units. Three, three units. Big play. Three. Because we're even on the year, we'll go three units. Makes sense. I love it. I love it. On to our final segment of the week. This one came up big for all those people who really got an early scoop on the pod and picked it up before the golf started last week. But JJ's golf segment, he is on fire. Don't let him have to remind you, he did hit the Gala plus 1,800. He hit Norlander, top 10, top 5, almost a win. I don't think you had any others last week, but uh, pretty good showing. No other winners, but we didn't really need it. And guess what? We're on this fall golf. Never thought I would be into it as much as I am. And yet here we are. They are in Vegas this week. Vegas this week, 
I'll give you three. We're going to give you three uh, plays for my best bets, and then I'm going to give you one long shot. Long shot's not going to be quite as uh, uh, money, uh, quite as long of odds as we had last week, but we are going first off with Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim, 20 to 1. Really like him here. This is a birdie fest course. He gets a lot of birdies. He also breaks his putter at times from getting frustrated. He's not going to get frustrated this week. He is going to kill it out there. Siwoo Kim is the first one. Next one, the only Boilermaker that has a chance of ever winning anything. We are going Adam Shank. Adam Shank from Vincennes, Indiana. He has great, great course history here. Uh, he's finished in the top 10 several times. Like him to also finish up there. He is 30 to 1. And then lastly, for last best bet, why don't you go to Penn Station and get a hoagie? Because we're on Tom Hoagie. Tom Hoagie, 35 to 1. Uh, also has one last year, uh, proven at this course. Uh, we like it. We're a little bit questioning, just a little bit more flyers. Some Adam Hadwin action. He is up to 40 to 1 in some spots. We didn't decide to put him in there, but we uh, uh, just like give you a lot of different options just in case you want to throw another couple bucks on him. For a long shot, this is again probably my favorite bet. So we are going to do a top. Uh, a win, and we are also going to do a top five and then a top 40, okay? So we are going Matt Neesmith. Matt Neesmith, 75 to 1. He finished second here last year. He has finished in the top 10 four out of the last five years at this place. He is really, really good at uh, this Vegas course. Uh, 75 to 1, and we're going top 5, 14 to 1. And then for 40 to 1, or 40, top 40, you can still get uh, him at 1 to 1. That is incredible. He's not ever finished uh, outside the top 30, knock on wood. But we are going with Matt Neesmith, uh, top 40. We will be putting a hefty number on that one. Here's a tip for all the listeners as well. If you do take Adam Shank, be ready to hit that cash out on Sunday afternoon because he's not going to get the job done. Known choke artist. That's the Purdue way. And like we've said before, I look glad he brought that up because that is we might not hit the cash out option. That might not always be the best because the DraftKings and other uh, books try to, to skimp you on money. Hit the uh, other people in the contention to hedge out. Don't hit the cash out option. They're trying to steal money back from you. Never cash out. Hedge out. Yep. I learned that in the Super Bowl where I had the Patriots against the Falcons and they had the crazy comeback. Tough one to cash out on. Whoa. Probably couldn't yeah. hedge out on that one either at any point. Yeah, then I started buying Falcons. Ooh. That was a big learning day, early in the gambling years, when I was using a bookie. <laughs> Nothing worse than having to Venmo a bookie. Set the tone for your career. Shut Never up, idiot. <laughs> Never had to do that. I'm hot right now. After JJ's golf picks last week, I'm back in business. 
Uh, tea time start early tomorrow. A little bit West Coast. We might be able to get this in before uh, you guys hear it tomorrow. West Coast tea time. So yeah, we'll try to get it in. <laughs> you might get better. You might get better lines uh, in live actually, especially if they tee off in the afternoon, since it is birdie fest. Heard it here first, or maybe not. You might hear it tomorrow afternoon. We'll see how the editors are looking. What time is the tee off? Uh, the tee off is six a.m. Eastern time. I mean, six a.m. Uh, Vegas time, which is nine Eastern. Just we'll try to get it up. Just completely. I, made up. I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say there's no way anyone's teeing off at six a.m. in the middle of the fall. This course probably has lights though. That'd be sick. Speaking of fall, T, what are your thoughts on this past week? Uh. Just classic Indiana fall. I'm over it. I'm tired of the fallovers. I mean, it was 90 degrees a week ago, and now it's 50. Today was all right. Today but today was a nice fall day, but then this weekend's going to suck. I'm over it. It's going to get cold, frost on the windows, tired of it, anti-fall. I appreciate fall in other cities, but if you like it here, it sucks. I'm I, like, guy. I like the fall. I do, I do like uh, BBC, though. <laughs> Big bourbon, black cock? No, bourbon blankets and candles. I like some good ah. old cider. Good old slot cider. Mix in a beverage or two with it. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I was really curious what the BBC stood for. I gave it a little, yeah, pause there to see what uh what you guys thought. But great, great Saturday this this weekend to uh, get some things in with your lady early on, knock some things out, uh, because the night game is where a lot of the action is. So a good opportunity to not miss out on a lot of the action, but get some stuff in and not completely lose the entire day. Nice. JJ, I'll the fans golfing. have been... Wait, what? I'll be golfing. <laughs> Wait, way to treat the lady. No shout outs. JJ, any shout-outs? Uh, shout-outs for me. I'd like to uh, thank uh, Steve Sarkeesian for uh, absolutely sucking with this game plan. The Sooners always deliver. We are totally back. We've actually got a defense now. Thanks, Alex Grinch, for getting the heck out of Norman. You freaking suck. We're going all the way to the playoffs. Dylan Gabriel, you can have free drinks on me anytime you come to West Lafayette. Or Carmel, or Bloomington, or anywhere in the state of Indiana. I'll be there. The fans have been wondering, what are your thoughts on Colorado this week? Uh, My thoughts on Colorado is that they freaking suck! I freaking hate them. They will lose again to Stanford, and Dion will have to eat his words. Maybe take off your hat and your sunglasses and shake the man's hand. Grow up a little bit. Wear some hokas. Skechers. Is Hunter back this week? I saw him practicing. Sources tell me he's not going to play this week because they're overlooking Stanford. He's going to actually try to come back for a game that actually gets attention. Who's the source? Uh, Game time. He's a game time uh, decision. Officially a game time decision. You know they'll try to milk that all the way until the game time to get you to tune in. Then uh, once you're there, they'll help you stay. Joe Clad is awesome. Best 
freaking Buffalo alumni ever. Too bad he went to that stupid school. All right. Any last thoughts? No. Cheers. 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 And that's our week seven podcast. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers again.